0: You're listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.
1: Welcome to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Today, I'm joined as ever by a very cold Joe, Joe Cole. Feeling my bones from last night, big man. Them hailstones. How mad is it? We seem, me and you seem to be in the coldest May I can ever think about in probably the coldest room at the moment. Like, like look at us. They, the I, know, I know,
2: I know. It's, it's This is time of year, man. And we're doing the game and the hailstones come down and you you almost want to complain, but then I just sit to myself am I'm, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah. Chelsea in the semi-final Champions League. I was any... 50,000 Chelsea fans would swap places with me standing out in house stands to be there. So I had to follow it a little bit before I started moaning like a proper diva.
1: I mean, unless we're talking about that, our guest today is a blinder. Yeah. If we're going to be talking Chelsea, if we're going to be talking... So we're going to be talking today Champions League semi-final reaction. Yeah. Chelsea's banter era, Brits abroad. First, I want to now introduce our guest today former Chelsea, West Ham, and Benfica defender, Mr. Scott Minso. Scott, how are you doing, mate? Very good, chaps. I'm roasting. Can I take this off? I was was going to say, you know what? I was really building up how cold it is, and Scott has basically made me and you look an absolute pair of divas. (laughs) Divas, (laughs) (laughs) softies. I was
0: born up north, actually. I moved down when I was three. Really? So, yeah, I was born in the Wirral. So, my my family's big Liverpool fans. Uh, I'm not a Liverpool fan now. Yeah. Who do you support now, Chelsea? My old teams. Yeah, yeah. I I know it seems wrong to say you have more than one team, but... I think it's different
2: when you've played for teams. Oh, I, I, I said that, yeah, I, I said that. You can't, every, I was in a pub on Sunday and there's a group of fans, like lads, they might listen to, I don't know, but they was like, they was obviously boozed up and they were like, oh, Joe Cole, come out, And then one of them was singing a West Ham song. One of them was singing a Chelsea song. And I'm like, oh, do you know what I mean? You, just, you don't want to, you know, yeah, booze. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. The question's coming, isn't it? Who do you, Chelsea or West Ham? Chelsea or West Ham? both, mate. And they look at you like, you're mad. I'm like, yeah. but you've got, you, Scott, he's right. You've you got an affinity with both. And once you look behind the curtains and you've played the game, you got, you know, got, it's, the only tough thing is when they play each other. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, It's tough then, isn't it? How does that work when they play each other? What do you like for both? Call of- a draw. <laughs> 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 Sit on that fence. Just, would you, could you say it? I mean, it's, it's a weird, because I, I I think, I know you, no, and, and you're, yeah, we'll talk about it later, you're a big massive part of, of, probably one of the best seasons I'll ever remember as a West Ham fan. But I always remember you as sort of like, yeah, you know, you're a double. You you had a little suave about you, didn't you? In your Chelsea <laughs> days, you, you, you know what I mean. Oh, I mean, your curtains, didn't you? Back in the day, <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they weren't meant to be curtains. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember you being a stylish girl I remember certain, like, yeah, he stylish. Yeah, Scottie had a little vibe about him, even even back then. Do you know what we, I mean? we
0: used to do Inappa back in the day when it was the mm. place to go. Mm. Um, oh. Emporium. Yeah. Um, and then Sugar Reef at West yeah. Ham and yeah. Titanic and stuff. So Scotty yeah, was I one of the senior like players
2: coming through, like one of the good senior players that sort of took me under the wing. And, you know, we had a. It's an unbelievable dressing room, when not it, Scotty? It like, gonna, you know, your razor look, and all that. But Scotty was one of the top boys the talk
1: about that looked after me. I'm looking forward to that. I'm generally looking, well, looking forward to Because I think your career, again, it's, it's actually, I think you're the first person I can think of who sort of embodies the sort of. Almost that earlier bit, because just. Just as it sort of went crazy, football. You sort of, I suppose, were coming to the end. But I've got rubbish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you've got so great stories, a great talk. But let's start off talking about you both your old club, Chelsea. Last, night. I mean, amazing. I thought they looked incredible, Chelsea. I've got mm. to say that they, they looked. You know, it's not a great time when you when you're vying for fourth with a team who looks that decent. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know, I don't want to because obviously we love Frank, but you do look at them and think they they look. They look yeah. like, you know, if they just had a start like that, they could have challenged.
2: Do you know what? Chelsea are top, at the moment, Chelsea are top, In all of the stats, apart from conversion, Chelsea are top. They're, like, shots blocked, passes, entries in the front. All of the, the, the relative stats, they're top. Like, he's done a great job, too, called the systems. The lads, you know what the biggest thing was? The lads, Scotty, they looked... When you look at a team, they all look together, all fighting for each other. And I looked at that team and I thought... They were wrong for Man City in the final. The way they play, they decimated Real Madrid last night. Yeah. It was like they were playing against a Vets team. Like yeah. they, they, they couldn't move. And what the only the only little sad thing for him was because Eden coming back to Stamford Bridge, he looked a shadow of himself. Mm. He was the lads, yeah. lads he couldn't move, his boys were bullying him. You know, it was not nice to see for Eden because he's been a great. But Chelsea were sensational, weren't they, Scott?
0: I, I mean, first of all, from a Hammer's point of view, yeah. I think you want to see Chelsea get to the final yeah, because, yes. you know, obviously they're going to be thinking about that. I think West Ham are capable of winning every single game at yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. But you look, and first of all, I want to talk about Frank because a lot of people are saying, "Ah, oh, you know, they were rubbish, they were floundering, they were mm. this or that. They yeah, were in I, a bad yeah. run. Yeah. yeah. yeah they yeah, were yeah, in yeah, a bad yeah, run. Yeah. Now, I believe that Frank could take or could have taken him and Jody Chelsea, to these type of situations, oh, yes. just not this yeah. season. Yeah. Mm. In the, in the future, yeah. if he was given time. We know mm-hmm. that Roman Abramovich, and we can't give him stick for it because yeah. of what he's done for the club, but he doesn't do even medium term, let alone long term. Yeah. So, so I, I, I do feel for Frank and Jody, but I also I don't think anyone can turn around and say Thomas Tuchel hasn't been absolutely superb since he's come in. He's changed Incredible. the system, he's got everyone on board, he's put in experienced players. Mm. Defensively, they look so strong. And what was impressive for me last night, more than anything, was 1-0, you're dominating... The best mm. team in the history of this competition and the biggest yeah. club in the world, yeah. and yet you're, you're you're creating chances, but you're not converting them. Yeah, the mind can suddenly say they're only one goal away from yeah. taking this to extra time, and then it's like, yeah. oh, is it our day? Yeah, they just carried on yeah. and
1: on and yeah. on,
0: and apart from two saves from Mendy, which the second one I think he should make anyway. Yeah, the first one was a very he's good incredible.
1: Save. This I think he's been he's
0: it. done really really well. He's given so much confidence to to the back four, or back three now. Um, but but Thomas Tuchel has, has played an absolute blinder coming yeah. in, and, and they do look alongside Manchester
1: City the best team in Europe right now. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. an amazing thing, actually. I mean, just to, to sort just of pick out a couple of players you play. But I was reading a thing about Mendy that he was unemployed a few years ago. He was, you know, his story is incredible. And and you watch him as, when as he a went down there on a job yeah. centre.
2: You could be in the Champions League final in two years' time. Get out in your garden, get your angles right, work on your game.
1: I'm, I'm already Men's doing here's that. Messi's the I bought <laughs> a whole bag of balls. I'm going to get go you to five something.
2: What's your CV? Well, listen, I'm good at crosses. <laughs> one-on-one situations. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty dominant at one-on-one. <laughs> and what's your ambition?
0: Because you haven't got a job at the moment. We're in two years, I want to be in the Champions League final. Imagine
2: it's like the careers day at school, going to say, "What do you want to do?" And they go to, "Well, I want to be a footballer."
1: Like, like, of course you're not going to be a footballer was be a joiner like, or something like, do you know what I mean that was my, that was my one what? Like, literally like anything else apart from being a labourer yeah. like, even the idea that I might have actually had a trade it was do like know, don't, don't push yourself too hard like Mickey Flanagan
2: love that from Mickey Flanagan Ask we don't produce the people that <laughs> drive the vans you're a dreamer son we, we load the vans it's an insane <laughs> thing
1: though <laughs> I love and, that. And Mendy, man. I mean, jeez, he's, he's living a trip. Yeah. But the other the other two that I've, you sort of pick out and look, I think Kai Havertz, I mean, Timo sort of, like looks incredible. The, and I, 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 I want to say, say I, I look at Timo Werner, I, and I've watched Timo for quite a long time, mm. watching European football, watching, obviously, playing for Germany. Mm. I'll say now, I genuinely think he's having that. Remember Andy Cole's first year at United? Yeah. We talked about it with him. And, and yeah. you know those players, you know, you watch the way he makes space, the way he he plays the game. I look at him, and I think you're incredible. Or it's just not going quite right for you at the moment. Mm. Next season, I genuinely think that's if I was anyone else now, I'd be going for the chequebook and going like we'll Liverpool, City, going. They've got the kid. That guy, yeah. I think can. I think you know, you know, obviously Haaland, Mbappe, but I think Werner, given that like, get gets that confidence back, he he will be a stroke like match mm. for anyone out there. I, I, what I can
0: tell you is, from a defender's point of view, he would be an absolute mare to play against. Yeah. I mean, you'd be thinking the night before, okay, he, he doesn't convert at the moment, but still he can make me look silly. Yeah. And, you know, it, one thing I really respect about him is that he can miss chances. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think at West Ham, wasn't he? he? Yeah. He missed a really big chance. God, but then yeah. actually, he ran down the channels, cut, cut inside, didn't just lay it off, try to shoot himself. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, you know what? Try and find your shooting boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because once you've got them, yeah, you're a £100 million player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The all-English final, though. Mm-hmm. is that, I mean, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, you know, I don't want to go over the Super League because if I'm quite honest, I'm fucking bored to death <laughs> talking about it. But um, it, it, what I love is it shows the dominance of, of our guy. Go- if you think, you know, you go back to Liverpool, who obviously haven't been in the mix this year, but you, you look at the teams coming through as well. I, I think United next year are going to be, in, again, a, a force yeah. again. They look like they're sort of they're working that way. But that All-English final, I mean, you, are you super, super pumped? I
2: played in the final against Man United, did The, the All-English final. I think this has got parallels to it, but I does think this has come This has come a, a time for the Chelsea players where, where I think we went into that game against United and it's the worst game we've ever played, the most horrible game ever. Champions League final it should be the pinnacle of a career. I hated every minute of the build-up. hated the game really? and obviously after it because you're playing against your mates. Like, and you don't, what's the worst part? You don't want to lose to your mates, don't you, yeah. do you? So it was horrible, horrible night. And and But I think with these Chelsea fans, I don't, these Chelsea players like your mounts, Reese James, the Callums, the English boys that I know, I think there's, because they're so young, there's a fearlessness to them. Yeah. I, think, I don't think it will bother them. And, and I think on the other side as well, Foden, yeah. you know, they'll think that there's more to come. And it shows the dominance, doesn't it? I mean, we could have a Europa League final, all English as well. Mm. No wonder they want to get this... That that,
1: that happened last time, didn't it? That was... Last time, a few it, it years was, ago, it was Chelsea, Chelsea Arsenal, Arsenal and then, yeah, Spurs, yeah. And, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. and Liverpool. To say the Champions League final odds from Coral uh, Man City are 4 to 9, Chelsea well 7 to 4. City That's heavy favourites. I, I, I'm <laughs> gonna. Uh, That's I, I say, what did, we did, miss when it was just me by myself, <laughs> just to let you know. Love heavy on i just, Chelsea I wasn't
2: there. in at the right time, it was all going off. <laughs> but we, we, haven't, we
0: haven't spoken about the, the, the final itself. I think this Saturday is going to be very important. Now, City mm. have, had, have got the carrot of you know, win and they and they win the title. But if Chelsea dominate City in the way they did it, it was only 1-0, mm. but they yeah. dominate. There, yeah. there was a moment in about sort of 65th, 70th minute where Chelsea were passing it, popping it around in the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah. And a City player tried to press, realised the ball had gone round him and he, his whole body language was like, we can't get anywhere near this team. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if somehow Chelsea can do the same again on Saturday. You've going into a Champions League final, back-to-back mm. games against... Arguably the best team in Europe, where yeah. you've dominated them, yeah. and City players know that you've been dominated. That will play a little bit in their yeah. minds. I, I, I just, I think in terms of the, the team that Pep picks, and who am I? You know, for me, he's the, he's the greatest manager. We'll look back and say he's the greatest manager in the history of, of football. But what he did there, the team was still really good, uh, player for player, in the FA Cup semi-final. But it was a, eight changes. Mm. And You know what it's like when you yeah. bring in so many. Yeah. The rhythm of the team wasn't quite the same. And I just feel for me that he's going to try and keep, you know, have that little run building up to it so everyone knows what they're doing. I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong because Tuchel's been superb and obviously I want to see Chelsea do it. There's something inside me that says this is Pep's year with City. Um, But I think if Chelsea can beat City on Saturday, then psychologically, which I think Mm. is important and and, and you can tell me what it's like going into a Champions League final, that's going to be massive knowing that I'm standing across. I'm just about to play you. We've outplayed you twice mm. recently and now it's in the biggest game and they're going to know that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting this week because I almost think it's like, it's going to be like, it's, this game's more important for Chelsea than it is for Man City. Man, Pep, I don't think Pep, Pep would do something in the final, tactically, and I don't think he's going to show his hand. I think it'd be pretty much of a much. If he wins the game, Pep, is happy. If you don't win the game, I, I'm not necessarily think that the psychological thing is that big. I just think... Pep Pep will not show his hand on what he's going to do he'll do something in the final because I, let me tell you without getting too in depth on the tactical things what Pep usually does when he plays against a pack three is he plays a false nine and he gets the wide men whether it's Mares, Sterling Foden whoever it does to run off the shoulder of him and by doing that what he does is then the wing backs or the, oppos- the opposition have to come back yeah. uh, straight away you pin five players back three centre-halves don't know who to mark because the, there's nobody to mark. It's a false nine, right? And, it, and he plays central all the time. So it can't be one of the... It's hard for a Rudiger or a Christensen to go in and get him. So what, that's what I think Pep will do. But I think Chelsea are just all wrong for them in yeah. the sense that Chelsea go, all right, we'll go to a back five. We're happy because we've got Kante, Mount, Pulisic, Werner in three of the four box positions. And they, I don't think there's any better players like last night... When you win the ball and you break the lines and you come through, I just think they're, Chelsea are all wrong for Man City. And I think they'll forget what happens. It doesn't matter what happens this Saturday. I think in the final, I think it, Chelsea are all wrong for them. I think Chelsea are going to do it.
1: You're saying about the wingbacks there, and yeah. do you see? How do you see it? I mean, obviously that's a big part of it. And you used to you were a wingback, right? That was one of the, the, the Scotty, one of it the. It took weeks, years right? of my career. Yeah, <laughs> the OGs <laughs> of the wingback game. How, how would you look at that? that
2: Scotty played wingback Chelsea, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. the Glenn for like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn was one of the first, he, he,
1: and, and Rude as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. Would, and yeah. Harry obviously. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, one of the first. Yeah, so yeah ten. Yeah, bloody, I was wingback for ten years. Still so lean, and he looks so fresh, doesn't he? Yeah,
1: no, Jesus.
0: I've been three hours in makeup.
2: <laughs> it's the horribly position. I played I, I think fullback position, everyone says to me it's easy, right? I played we were, I remember playing a game I think it was playing Cheltenham. We were chasing the game we were down to I am sure it was down to ten men. And for some reason I found myself I was we had four players on the pit, we four strikes on the pit and I played fullback for about twenty minutes. Worst twenty minutes of my fucking career. They put Marcus Bent on me and they just kept like everything, I was so out of like it's such a hard position to play.
0: I, 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 could I, not do I, it. I hate it, especially at West Ham, because you had Trev Sinclair yeah. on the other side. He was yeah. one of my best mates at West Ham. Yeah. I mean, he could run up and down for yeah. 90 minutes, and then he could do another 90 minutes mm. as well. I would bring that my ass for after like, mm. 10 <laughs> minutes, having to play two touch in there and try to take on his, the, the other yeah. full back and defend against the wing back. I'm like, you know, come and help me out a little yeah, bit. Um, yeah. No, it's a tough one. But look, it, w- w- what you've got now is, is, is supreme athletes, so yeah. they can yeah. do it. You know, yeah. I think Quetta has been absolutely superb yeah. Yeah. since Thomas Tuchel's come in. That's going to be an interesting one because I still think Rhys James in terms of the right wing back, yeah, yeah. I'd rather him in that position. Yeah. But it's like Quetta has to play at the moment, yeah. he's yeah. so good. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does there. Ben Chilwell, you know, Marcus Alonso has been brought back into the fold mm. because of the wing back. He's yeah. no left back, but a wing back, very good. But I, yeah, I'd, I'd go personally. I'd put Aspeloqueta as one of the centre halves. I'd put uh, Reese James as, as a right wing back and and Chilwell as a left wing back. And yeah. it is interesting. I mean, you know, obviously that you know, psych- I, I think that sort of at the top level sports psychology is is really really mm. important. But you're right, Pep might just hold something back in terms yeah. of Saturday and, and the final itself. And it might be <clears> actually <throat> in the final that he does something that's completely Man, out, out there. So after five or ten minutes, Thomas Tuchel all week has to build up for a plan B. Yeah, and he might be turning around and saying, "Look, I don't even know what Plan B is going to be right now, yeah. but we'll, we might have to respond to what Pep's doing after after ten minutes." What I love
1: about Tuchel though, is that there's an element for me that where you have you know Klopp and Pep have sort of felt like they've dominated for me. Tuchel yeah. feels a bit like, I think I, I don't think he's going to be. I don't. I might be wrong. I don't think he's going to he's going to have a Plan B. But that won't be, I don't think he's going to go into the game worried about necessarily. This is what Pep's going to do. I think for me, when I watch him as a coach, and literally from the moment he's come in, he's felt like he's he's gone. This is what I'm playing. This is what I'm doing. Mm. He used like that semi final. I watched that semi final. I was like, wow, Chelsea aren't just like they're not. He's not just done like a right. Well, I get to the end of the season. I'm gonna see how I go. He feels like he's come in. He's got a vision. This is how we're gonna be. And that's why I'd say that I, I think Pep, Klopp, I think Solsk- I think everyone's terrified. I, everyone should be terrified mm. with Chelsea. And mm. don't get me wrong, I'm no massive Chelsea fan, but you know, they're a joy to watch. I think mm. yeah. I mean, and let's carry on with Chelsea because, as you say, supreme athletes, incredible. But let's go back to 1994. You're at Chelsea. Well,
0: we have to change back to not supreme. <laughs> <Catholic> <laughs> no, 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 no. Was, it's deep, back no, to the
1: Cafe de no, Paris days now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a different time, right? Is it? Is I look like you know what's great about that time when you and we've done we talked a lot about once Roman came in. Yeah. But you were sort of part of that team where Roman wasn't there, but you were. It was you know. I mean. Hullick coming in, for me, it's just like, so, you know, I was a real f- stato, I was a real football nerd as a kid, right? I watched a lot of European football. I used to go away, me and my dad, that was our cement of my, my and my dad's relationship, was football. So we'd, we'd go abroad. We were like back then in the 90s, we'd go away and watch, we constantly watching, you know, football Italia and everything. So when Hullick came, it was absolutely heartbreaking as a West. Ham. But to see him in the league, I remember, um, yeah, just just sort of seeing him come in and sort of place. We what was that like for you when, when he comes in?
0: It was like um, the same, to be honest with you. And we're yeah. teammates, you know. Yeah. I mean, let's say Glenn started it. Glenn Hoddle yeah. started it, and then he brought in Rude. He brought in Dan Petrescu, who yeah. wow, what a player! I mean, again, he wasn't a right back; he was a right wing back, but yeah. technically superb. Anything that Gianfranco Zola, I say, is the best player I've ever played with. The Canio's probably number three. Yeah, Rude's number two. Yeah, when Rude came over. His knees were shot. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to, you know, finish his career, enjoy yeah, London. Yeah. Da 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 da.
2: Yeah.
0: Fuck me. If his knees were shot at, at that, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was that good, how good was he in his prime? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. He, I mean, literally. I mean, he wanted to be sweeper because he wanted to just like. You know. Yeah.
1: Glenn
0: pulled rank. He said, "No, I'm sweeper. So put you in midfield." He ran games for midfield, yeah. and yeah. he was like, "Honestly, he was he was but Glenn
2: Oddle and Rude Hewlett playing together." Yeah, must, I mean, it's, a it's, it's worth
1: saying as well. And you sort of sort of alluded to it there, but it's worth saying, like, you know, obviously Hewlett, you know, you. But and I, it was, I always found it's most heartbreaking thing as an England fan is when Hoddle sort of like because I thought that team in '98. I think that was where I was. You were looking at it and think you know any other any other country and obviously we, you know things went down and whatever. But you look at the way Hoddle set up a team. He still for me feels like I think he was so many years in front of like yeah. himself. But he still feel, felt like even what he was playing back there and he, when he was at Chelsea coach, like what he was doing feels like you go I can't, like. He could have been the England manager for 15 years. Should know, been. and should have really, It's taken to now should to go out of Southgate to feel like we've got anyone close to what Glenn, Glenn was doing. Mm-hmm. So so how was that, like, the, how he implement, implemented his ideas? And when you saw, like, Petrescu, because I remember there was a, a goal, or a, I remember a, I saw a match today where Hullet, I think, it was playing sweeper, and he launches this incredible ball, but it lands it like, like a goal flight shot just onto Petrescu's right foot. Yeah. It's an incredible, you know, just beautiful, like, the way you guys, like, play football. and And... But how was that implemented? Was that hoddle from the start? That was like, this is this yeah. is our vision.
0: Yeah. I, I, I've said for the last five or six years, and you're right, until Gareth's been in charge,
1: yeah.
0: Um, whenever there's been talk of a next England manager, get Glenn back. Get yeah. Glenn yeah. back. Because yeah. his mind, I mean, I, I don't put him in the top three of best players I ever played with, but I put him as the most talented player I ever played with. Because yeah. whatever he did with his right foot, he could do with his left. Yeah. yeah. Very quick story um, Peter Shrees was the number two. Glenn yeah. was player manager. Every morning, it was a warm-up. Right, three touches. Right, why is it give us three. So foot, thigh, head. Foot, thigh, yeah. head. Right, everybody. Yeah. Right, okay, uh, Gav, give me something. Right, outside of the foot, shoulder. Catch it in the back of the... Yeah. Outside of the foot. Yeah. Glenn was the... I mean, there were balls flying absolutely everywhere. <laughs> Glenn was the only one. Left foot, right foot, whatever, keeping it up. They never touched the ground. Technically superb. But his mind as well, in terms of tactics, mm-hmm. he was the He was the best manager I ever played under. Yeah, You know, whether it be a four-diamond-two, a three-five-two. yeah you knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. And um, and he, he was a little bit aloof at that time. And I met him a few years later, and he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, my God, it must have been frustrating for him realising he could mm. do absolutely everything. And, and, and it, we, we it, couldn't do what he I, could do. I
2: worked with him, but, <coughs> and I love Glenn. I worked with him, Peter. I pick his brains all the time about it. and And he was 20 years ahead of his time as a player and as a manager. Yeah. So he must have been frustrated. And I think if you sit him down and... and You know, he he would probably. I think he would say, "Yeah, you're probably right," because people weren't people weren't seeing football the way it was right. So go back to like we had Sven. I had Sven as my England manager for seven years. Love him. Give me all my caps. Brilliant. But he was doing things, then. and I had a, I had a sixth sense as a kid. Scotty knows me as a kid. I was a free spirit. But when I went to Lillyshaw, we played a certain way four four two, the English way, long ball, yeah, long direct, ball, but direct. But direct uh, we could four four two, no square balls, in behind, yeah. no risks. We play off the ball, and it was a, a, everyone did that in the English game. And even as a kid, when I went to Lillyshaw, and Keith Blunt was a great coach at that. But I had a six, I'm like, this ain't right. No, yeah. And all my career, from 16s to 21s, going away with England, we're getting popped off the pitch because they've got angles, they've got centre-half. What you see now, yeah. coming into the midfield, and I'm like, they're not good as these our players, but we didn't never set ourselves up to give ourselves the best chance to win a tournament. And Sven, Nordic coach, he was trained by our English Charles Hughes-type yeah. coaches in that way. So when I went to play for England, we're playing the exact same way I played at 16, which which I knew was wrong. Do you know what I mean? It was a broken system. We could never win nothing. You would never win a tournament playing like that in that yeah. way, right? So, and then I went to West Ham. Harry was like, play. And I thought, well, oh, yeah. that's better than what we're doing. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But, but then the, the level on from that was Pep Guardiola, Glenn Oddle. Let's play, but look, angles. When Scotty receives the ball, you your job, you have to be here to give him an angle. And when he has it, then you have to do that. Do you know what I mean? A plan in possession. Yeah. So, I, I, going back to Glenn, Glenn was so ahead of his time in terms of the way he was thinking about football, but now football's football's caught up because of the likes of Pep and, and, and people like that. And, and and we we was in the doldrums for so long, yeah. but now we're not. We we're Now we're coming out of that. We're producing Foden, we're producing Greenish, producing...
1: Stones, s- I think, as well, at the back. Like, I think when you watch Stones at the back... We've got I a think, chance now. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, it's, do you know when you're talking about, and, and it's what you just said... One of my everlasting memories of Glenn Hoddle was when he was player manager in the FA Cup final when you lost to United. And I wasn't there then. Yeah. But but yeah, he I was there. There's an I was incredible in the crowd. um shot that they did do mm. it on the on the actual footage. And I think they conceded like the third goal and a camera just lands on Glenn. Yeah. And he just yeah, just undoes his top. Yeah, And even <laughs> like there, as a West Ham fan, I'm going, oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it, if he so came cool. on and, and, and like so cool, you know, and turned the game around. And then you know, but then obviously What's great and, and, and sort of knowing that Chelsea, because this is a Chelsea before the Chelsea we know now almost. And you know, even then, you've got Zola, Leboeuf, Viali. Uh, Viali Demontea. coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, Viali was, was actually almost more heartbreak. Viali was my, Ravenelli is my all time favourite player. I loved Viali. But those guys coming in and, and, and the, changing, the changing rooms, the, the um, training ground, the stadium, these things weren't the, the Chelsea we know now. <laughs> what, was, what was their response from going to sort of like, you know, Juventus? To this.
0: I don't think there was any way they'd have gone to Harlington before no. they signed. <laughs> <laughs> it, would got, it would have taken them to a swanky restaurant in Chelsea. Yep. Look, let's not even bother oh, with even Stamford Bridge right now. Kings
2: Espresso? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Luca Vialli would be there like that. Nice
0: Italian area. Like, and, you like know.
2: Scalini's or something. Exactly. There, like little, you know, little... <laughs> nice bit of pasta.
0: Everything. How much of a shit was Harlington? Oh, it's d- I mean, was that was, was the training ground.
1: It
2: was dreadful, mate. Wait, I, I remember one of my first days. I don't know if I told you the Veron story. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where the cab driver... <laughs> do you remember Hamzy? Was he when you were there? It was a massive... I think it was Hamzy. And um, he picked Veron up and his agents from Heathrow when he signed. So he's got him in a black cab and he and he's took him to Harleton and then the, <laughs> Veron's gone in like he wanted to get a bit of a massage before he was training, had a problem. He said, can I have a massage but the physio, Banksy, has gone, yeah, like, we're getting a massa. And his brother said, he said, the fucking cab driver's now my master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, what the fucking club do? He will come from Manchester United, right? And he said, and then you had to leave at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, sharp, because the local hockey team was coming in. Yeah. It was like. So So was
0: Harlington like, was the training ground, and, and there weren't like sort of big dress, yeah. one big dressing room or even yeah. two big dressing rooms. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a college yeah. uh, dressing room type thing. So. And Chelsea were renting re- renting from the local authority or whatever. So on the Wednesday, we always had a day off, not necessarily because they wanted it, was but because we weren't allowed in there. Yeah. Or if we were, we weren't allowed in those particular dressing rooms. Yeah. So there was like little group, and it was, you know, there was a, um, a payphone there as well, yeah, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, was, yeah, you know, certainly when I went in 94, yeah. mobile phones were just coming out. I got my first mobile yeah, when yeah, I went yeah, to yeah, Chelsea, actually. Yeah. But it was like, you know... It ring in, and I was told, like, you know, there's agents ringing up, Glenn Hoddle, and, you know, he's, he's like waiting. waiting. Honestly, it was <laughs> like unbelievable. Prison queue
1: for the prison but, I mean,
0: he, he, even like, you know, Viali, I mean, you talk about him, and I mean, what a classy guy, what, what a fantastic guy. And yet, one of the things I remember most about him, he used to we'd be training and that, and we'd, we'd come off, and I'd be one of the last ones coming off and be chatting in the bath mm. or whatever. He'd be standing there, and more often than not, almost every day, naked but with his boots and socks on like having a shave in front of the mirror and he's talking about having a laugh and you know and there's, there's possibly women sort of that could walk past and, that. and he's having a shave just naked but his boots and socks still on and he was brilliant and it, when he first came it was very broken english he'd have these like little little literally kiddies english books yeah, yeah. the cat jumped over the dog yeah, yeah. and, and it, you know it'd be like that and we'd be like sort of but then within literally a couple of months, he's fluent in English. Yeah. And absolutely brilliant. The mindset of the guy, both on and yeah. off the pitch, was incredible, and do, what a guy.
2: Do you remember Harley? Do you remember the double doors? This is what, like, you know, I think football... I hope this stuff goes on. My first day, JT and, and Bill Blood, Massa, a good friend of mine, people probably YouTube him, he's a lunatic, and we've gone in there, and for some reason we decided to put... There was a shopping trolley we used to collect the... An uh, abandoned shopping trolley to collect the the dirty washing. And we just was we was getting blood in this this uh, shopping trolley, towels round him, wrapped round his head, and just f- smashing him through these double doors like <laughs> it, was just, it was just carnage. I thought, this is brilliant. I thought, i come from West Ham, Chad Belief, we ain't ain't the best, but I thought I love this. I, I sort of I miss them because you couldn't do that at Cobham now because the doors no. are probably yeah. worth about 20 grand. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, <laughs> go, yeah, like, that don't go on nowadays. Do you know I mean? It does. It do you think that is a shame though? Yeah. And,
1: and it's like that, the thing of, because what, yeah, you know, yeah, you talk about those times, I think it's, it's sort of like that's what Chelsea, I suppose, were known for at the time. It was, and it, it wasn't really that like the checkbooks out. I think the allure of Chelsea, let's be real, the King's mm. Rose feel to it. And, and, and once you got Zerida, once you got Viola, once you got Hullet, it's, it's you know that's why like Le Boeuf and people are coming and but it feels like they probably settled more into the way that we are like now I think as you said I think rightly so Foden and whatever Foden's mm-hmm. been brought up and, you know mm-hmm. brought up to play in a very European way I think that man you know, you, you talked we talked yeah. about the Chelsea Academy and you think well you know it's run yeah you know, it's run is people from all around the world there and but back then I guess it's sort of that that English sort of like. Yeah. Messing about, dicking about, sort of took precedence. in definitely, stuff. Definitely, definitely.
0: But one thing I would say about about them all that came in, and, and you know, you can include Rude and Franco and mm. and, and Luca especially. They got involved in it. Mm. They got involved in the banter as well. Yeah, and it was it was it was brilliant. You know, you're sort of thinking, one, I'm sitting alongside Rude Hullet here. Yeah, but what's he going to be like? Is he yeah. going to be arrogant? or is he? Yeah. and and he was actually. You know, Good he was funny. a proper teammate. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, again, <clears throat> uh, didn't really know about Luca, but I heard. But certainly, with Rudy, he had to distance himself once he became the player manager. Yeah. yeah. But even then, you know, he yeah. he loved. We didn't know at the time, but he loved uh, Windsor Davis. Oh, really? And it it ain't half yeah. off, man. Yeah, or where yeah. it is. Yeah. And uh, he used to come in every single day. I mean, every single day without fail when he was manager, and say, "Hello, lovely boys, let's have some fun." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we did. We, I mean, it was every day, and we, you know, yeah. I, I didn't equate it to Windsor Davis only a few years later but okay right okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's absolutely brilliant but the fact that he came in he made us all relaxed I mean he yeah. coined the phrase sexy football and we just yeah, yeah. went out there and yeah. some, we, we weren't consistent like obviously Chelsea nowadays but we could play some good football
2: you know um, do you remember someone told me the story about Frank Sinclair because Rude liked to night out didn't he so he sort of partnered up with Frank who liked a night out do you know you yeah. go to a new oh, I did the same I did the same when I went to Lille like I was like you know, I was there by myself. I was like, who goes? Um, a couple of nights. who uh, you've partnered up with whoever yeah, yeah. the party boy is. So, um, I did it
0: as well. Frank, me and Frank used to carry yeah. to the parry. So the like, he's, he's yeah. said,
2: he's, he said, Frank, he constantly, like, Frank, Frank where are we going tonight? What, what where are we doing? And all that to so go out with Frank Sinclair. Then, when he become manager, <laughs> apparently he's gone, he's got, have I done a meeting or so? was Frank. You're, bad, you're a bad example and the lads are like, <laughs> is that you true? Go out too much. Did you go out too
0: much. I, I don't know. I mean, Frank came out of another story. Uh, we, we did a, a celebration. It was 20 years after the 97 mm. FA Cup final win, which was mm. Chelsea's yeah. first major trophy for 26 years. So it was a big one back then. And 20 years on, um, they sort of said, look, come to the end of the season, do. And there was me, Frank Leber, Frank Sinclair and Stevie Clark yeah. who went up there. We just said a few things. And Frank said that, I think he got it wrong. Um, he said that before the FA Cup final, uh, Rude, Brought out loads of uh, champagne, glasses of champagne, yeah. and said, Look, let's go And, you know, now actually, that may have happened, but knowing Frank as it was, as soon as he saw it, he probably drank all the, everybody else's <laughs> champagne.
1: <laughs>
0: because he was a party boy. Yeah, really, yeah, like, yeah. In fact, even the morning of the cup final, and obviously, again, it's, it's, yeah. it's the possible first chance of winning a trophy for 26 yeah. years for the club. We're all having pasta and drinking yeah. water and chicken, and he's having a full English breakfast. Love it. Love it. And Frank. it's like, that's
1: absolutely brilliant. I wish yeah. I could do that. Yeah. But that's, that's what that, those are the. Now, the story is there's a fan you want to hear like cuz he was frank was a big uh he was a big chelsea yeah, fan he comes through the system you know, the chelsea. i mean you talk... so 1997 you win that trophy and then it's almost everything turns flips around like 360 cuz you then leave like you know chelsea you go to and then you, now you're the guy playing in benfica right you you're you're essentially the foreigner now so I mean but you're playing on the Grand soon, and he's brought like so Dean Saunders, Michael Thomas, Mark Prembridge, Steve Hartness, Gary Charles, Brian Dick. So he's like a big English contingent. Well, was there it wasn't like an an initially. Talent, no. So he wasn't there initially.
0: Oh, wasn't he? So I was the first person, first Englishman so to speak to Benfica. By, I was signed oh, wow. by a guy called why wh- why
2: was, why was that? how did that come about? So what contract- was your mindset going to, to Benfica? Did you was it the no, best offer on the table or was it just I, something you wanted to do?
0: I was still hoping to to sort of get and come to an agreement with Chelsea, but Chelsea right. had offered me a contract. I saw them; it wasn't just about money. It was I saw them going down a sort of foreign route. Yeah, I was frustrated that if things weren't going right in a game, even if I was playing well, mm. I'd get taken off and mm. then go to a back four to get Luca on because yeah, yeah. you had three into two didn't go. Yeah, it was, it was Franco, who was the best player. Yeah, yeah, by a million miles. Yeah, you had Mark Hughes. Yeah, yeah. and you had Luca. Yeah. yeah. And Luca's obviously not happy yeah. he's come to Chelsea and yeah. he's on the bench. So if anything's not going right, let's take someone off and yeah, put yeah. Luca on. And yeah. I seem to be not all the time, but too many times for my liking, be taken off. Clarkey would go left back, back four. Yeah. Um so I just sort of thought, do you know what, I'm not gonna sign this contract they're offering. I'm a great believer in do your best and what will be will yeah. be. Yeah. Right. So we played the cup final. Um I didn't know. Benfica were there. Apparently, we were, we we did the, the celebration the day after, and then the day after that, we went on tour to uh, Hong Kong, Brunei, and right. um, Singapore. Out there, my agent called me. said Benfica. they said Deportivo La Coruña and uh, Bordeaux are interested, but Benfica have come out with the best offer. Yeah, I'm like, fuck me, we've got. I've got to do this. Yeah, you know, this is a once in a yeah chance opportunity life for the in my lifetime. So, I've, I've always like I always like languages at school. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've liked, I like Latin women. Um, <laughs> married one? I married one. Yeah. 20 years married this year uh, to a Colombian. And um, I just thought, you know what? I've, I've got to go for it. So I said, okay, fine. So ended up signing... I'm thinking, right, I'm trying to learn the language as well, but I hadn't actually spoken to anybody Portuguese. So yeah. just an example of bom- uh, like, good morning is bom dia" yeah, yeah, written, yeah. but it's actually pronounced bom Yeah. The so first day I see you know the the, the, the publicity guy and I go, oh, bom dia, bom-deer. He's laughing in my face. Ah, bom-deer, bom-deer. Yeah. I'm thinking, for me the first time, first attempt I've tried <laughs> Portuguese and he's laughing in my face. So I'm walking in the dressing room thinking... I don't know anyone here. I don't know the language. I don't know anything. But yeah. I just come off the back of my best season, obviously with yeah. Chelsea, won the cup final. And uh the first day, uh so we, you know, first day pre-season, we're running, and I'm thinking, how can I sort of integrate myself? And so I said to someone who speaks English, "How do you say I'm fucked?" I <laughs> said, so I'm going, "Oh, <laughs> and everyone's like cracking up and that. Yeah. And, it's like, you know, first words you learn are the swear words. I don't <laughs> yes. know if it's the same for you yeah, in France. Definitely. And The last words you forget as well. Yeah. So I actually we went on we went on tour to Holland and Brazil. It, it, it literally could not have gone better. It was like a dream. And yeah. then we started the season. My brother got married in the September, uh, the international weekend. And I said to uh, I said to Benfica, "Look, is it okay if I come back and train with Chelsea for a week, and so yeah. I could just be at home over there?" Gwyn Williams, when I came back, told me that Valencia were interested and they were going to make a bid for one million pounds because I'd gone for nothing, on the Bosman. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I got injured the next game, was out for four months. Oh. But to be honest with you, I was a bit, almost a bit like, well, I don't want them to come in because I didn't yeah. know how this was going to go. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. couldn't have gone better. A club like Benfica, yeah. you know, 5,000 fans in the first day of training. Yeah. Uh, just the first day of training. It's an incredible club. 80,000 in the only sort of presentation game, pre-season yeah. game with the red carpet mm. where they're calling your name individually. And you're, I'm thinking, what the hell am I <laughs> going on here? And it was just absolutely amazing. The lifestyle... The manager got sacked halfway through the season. Oh. Sui came in, and then he brought in you know a lot of the the British lads. So um, how yeah. was that? Was it like a Beano then? Do you think? Like, do, do, do you think? <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you think? Because you you you've gone already gone out there. Did you think? Would, would I suppose the question is why do you think they went with Sui and and allowed him just to bring the British lads in? Is it because you you've done so well <laughs> that they thought? No, I,
0: no. I, I wouldn't put, uh, I'd, I'd love to think that was the case, mate. But, I, you know, I think just Sui is a big name. Yeah. And, um, you know, they had the sort of presidential elections and the, yeah. the president had, had gone with him. Why he went with Sui, I'm not sure. But but Sui obviously represents, yes. you know, yeah. being a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he came in, to be fair to him. So I'm still the only Englishman playing in the team at the time. And, I mean, we absolutely, he hit the ground running. Really? We so were chasing Porto. We were like fourth in the table, but then we're sort of winning games. Porto seemed to be getting last minute penalties. Well, no, yeah. no, I will go on and yeah. talk about that. Um, but we were chasing and chasing. And he was just absolutely brilliant. You know, I was a Liverpool yeah. fan as a kid. Yeah. yeah. And I said to him, Look, Kenny was my hero, but, you know, obviously love watching you play as well. And immediately struck up a really good relationship yeah. to the point where my only sending off was under Sui in my whole career. Yeah. So we need to win. We're away from home, nil nil. And uh, and I'm going past this guy a few times and he keeps fouling me, but there's no yellow card. And he keeps fouling and there's no yellow card. So at 89th minute, we need to win. We're not going to win. I just get up and boot him up the ass. <laughs> I don't even look. There's a red card. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking, fuck's sake. You know, two minutes later, Carol Baborski, who was at Benfica as well, ex-Man U, yeah. um, came in the dressing room. He'd been sent off. So then you hear the sort of traipsing of the boots coming in. I'm thinking, shit, he's going to absolutely go apeshit. Yeah. Um, so he's come at me, Suri, so and said... You know, Scott. You know what you're thinking of. You know, we need you. To, I mean, gaffer, gaffer, gaffer. I'm really because I, I thought to myself, this could go one of two ways. Yeah. How do I defuse it? And, I'm, and I thought, hold on a minute, this is Graham Soonis. Yeah. Some of the tackles he's putting in his career. If yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I played this right, <laughs> he can't ever go at me. Yeah. So I've gone, gaffer, gaffer. I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I lost it. We needed to win. It kept on getting fouled, and the ref was bent clearly. And Obviously he wasn't, um, yeah. but you know I'm re- I apologise to you. I apologise to the uh, to lads. So I'm really really sorry. He's gone. Okay, so he's gone at Carol. He's gone, Carol. What the fuck were you? Th-? Carol's gone back at him literally within five seconds. Sue, he's got Carol up like that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're peeling grave Suey, It's not Carol, <laughs> So Carol, just know who you're talking to. That whatever mm. he did in his career was worse than what you could do in your career. yeah. yeah. And also, don't get him angry. Um, but I love playing under Siri, and whenever I speak to him, um still got a really good relationship with him. Good. It's
1: Is it is it, you know, you as a player, and actually, you know, we're talking a bit about sort of people who are almost before their time, and I think you probably agree, Scott, I think I, and I say this because I love blowing smoke up your ass because you're an absolute G. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's the same with you. I think when you went abroad and you were playing at mm. Lille, I mean, number one, it's like, it was, so you had it was you, Hazard, and Payet, right? In the yeah. same team? Yeah. I mean...
2: <laughs> I went full Derek Trotter with my French, by the way. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was like... Bonnet de douche, wasn't Oh, he? it was... Après moi, la deluge. <laughs> Bonnet de douche. I used to love it. I used to absolutely love it, right? And um, similar story. I, I, I don't know this is okay. So I've gone in, and I was d- dreadful at French yeah. in school. And I'm not like school. I hated language. I've just remembered how to say, I love dogs and I love cats. What I thought was, <laughs> I love cats. So I've got in, he's, he's, the fellow was called Jeff, Belgian fellow, he spoke the best English, and I've walked into the dressing room, and I've just gone, right, I'm just going to front this, right? And Jeff's gone, hello, welcome to Job, like, what do you know in French? And I thought, oh, I don't know nothing. i said, I love dogs and I love cats, but really, I've said... I love pussy,
1: right?
2: So I'm walking around the dressing room with Hazard and Payet and all that and I'm going, morning lads, I love pussy. I love pussy, <laughs> right? And they are pissing themselves. Jeff's on the floor, right? And then, so he, he he called me from that day, M- Monsieur Le Chat, Mr. Pussy, right? <laughs> the whole thing, right? And yeah, so anyway, that broke the ice with the boys. And I had my little French thing every day and I read Le Keep, you know, because yeah. I, I got some great advice from... I think, it was, I think it was David Platt said it to me years ago because he went to Italy. Yeah, I, yeah. And I said, what, what, did you, what was he like? He said, immerse yourself in the culture. Don't try and be insular. So that's what I did. Like, I went in there. I tried to learn the language as quickly as I could. Just had a go. I, I watched French TV as best yeah. I could. Listen to the radio, French radio. I tried to get everything got me on the coffees I was like I was proper on the like the espressos and the yeah, coffee
0: espressos yeah.
2: yeah and port now as well uh, like, but then in my head as I'm doing it I'm just thinking, Derek Tra, Derek Tra, <laughs> this is pathetic. You know, when he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. bonjour, and I t- I used to fuck up out of him as well, like every time I go, right lads, see you later, I'll see you tomorrow, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> but It <laughs> made me giggle and I just think, you're an idiot.
0: No, 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 do you know what I found? I mean, it, it, it was really difficult to try and learn Portuguese because so many people spoke yeah. English and yeah. you spend two minutes trying to do a sentence in Portuguese, they'd answer you back in 10 seconds in English. Yeah, yeah. But they really appreciated you making the effort. Yeah, yeah. That was the biggest thing, and that's where I think because I was accused, and I won't mention which player said that to me. You know, oh, you think you're Portuguese? It wasn't that I thought I was Portuguese. I was trying to immerse myself yeah. in in, in yeah. everything and trying to speak Portuguese and, yeah. and and try to you know get on with everyone and 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 live that culture. Yeah, you have to. So, you know, even you know the times where I'm lying in bed thinking, "What the fuck did you say there?" And yeah. You know, but then the next day you go on, you kick on. It's the only way. Yeah. Only way to learn. Um, I mean, I, I, I tried not to, to read the newspapers too much. Out there um, in Portugal, I don't know if they still got it, but they had three daily sports papers. Wow. Yeah. So they'd literally rate your training and give you marks of your training. Unbelievable. And what, what you did, five-a-side possession or whatever. I remember the first three games, uh, full proper games, I thought I was like, Fuck me, I'm not playing better than this. This is this is this couldn't go any better. I got five each time. And it wasn't until later on in the season that I re- worked out, because Nuno Gomez... Scored four goals in a 4 0 mm. win and got seven. I'm thinking, mm. how can he only get a seven? Mm. It was marks out of seven. Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. No idea why. So in the end, my five out of seven suddenly looks good, but in yeah, yeah, the yeah. five out of yeah, 10, it's so a nice like eight out, out of 10. Yeah.
1: What was um, going back? What was Hazard like when you were there? Yeah, different class. I love him. And again, like going back
2: to what I said earlier, Tommy, it was so. I looked at his stats before the game cause of... and doing the broadcast, and he's played like, some... like from 17. 30s, played nearly 700 games, mainstay for club and country. He looked like an old player last night. I saw him as a fresh-faced player, and he was, do you know what, he was one of the most humble young, he was, I've not seen this um, combination of of, um, talent, knows he's so good, but with such humility and maturity as a young man, and people probably wouldn't he wouldn't associate that with him because he had he had children early and all that, and he was good fun. We had a great we had a night out once. They took me to the local nightclub and and I tried to immerse myself, but they were drinking this green stuff. I weren't having it, so we're on the borders of Belgium. So I've gone um they've gone uh, I've gone to the, the nightclub. i s I'd i have a few beers. Like he went, I didn't have beers in this nightclub. Weird. He went, we'll get some for you from the. What do you have? I said, I don't mind. Got me Belgium beer. So. It's like ten percent, so I've gone. for, I'll have five or six. have. I'll have five or six. I, I won't go mad. Do you know what I mean? Five or six of these ten percent beers. I'm being carried out by the <laughs> by our Brazilian centre forward, <laughs> and it's it. There's Eden just there. Just he was brilliant, having a great time, and I just thought he just he was just. I just loved the whole experience. And uh, he was different class. And it's just sad to see him not at his peak. Do, do you know
0: what? Just, just on that, I think it might have been Eddie Newton I, I spoke to about it. Um, but someone at Chelsea at the time. And it was like, he doesn't know how good he can be. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's a great lad. He's one of the lads. He's not aloof. Mm. He's not arrogant. Mm. He loved his time in London. His family yeah. loved it in London. Obviously, Real Madrid Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think with the injuries, but I, it's almost like you can almost be Messi and Ronaldo, yeah. but you have to live it. Yeah. And I'm not sure he quite... He doesn't want to. wants to to, to, to live it to the point no. where, you know, like Ronaldo has, has made, I mean, unbelievable potential and skill, mm. but he's made everything out of him the yeah. way he he doesn't want to live like that to get to no. that. He just wants to be him. I,
1: I,
2: I mean... He's a 1970s footballer. Yeah, yeah, what That's what Frank Wotherham, Yeah. But
1: what, what strikes me, weirdly, <laughs> is when I look at the three of them, and this is a bizarre thing to say, he always strikes me that he's always happy. Yeah. And like sometimes I watch Ronaldo for everything he's done and for how mm. amazing he is and, and how he pushes that side of him. But I'm, sort of, you know that weird thing where you look and go, yeah. how much have you enjoyed the ride? Mm. You know, to quote Joe... Uh, mm. has the juice been worth the worth squeeze do you know what I mean lyrics but, and, uh, no but whenever I watch Eden I, and I you know mate I watch him a lot a lot of times when he played for Chelsea against West Ham and he'd do stuff you'd be like "Fucking, what a player yeah. but he always looked like he loved it and I think that's, yeah. you know. but talking about um, joy and happiness uh, we'll move on to West Ham uh, and what what really happened and that's it so you leave Benfica mm. you sign for our friend Harry Redknapp at West Ham and it's it's the best best season we've had in the Premier League mm. we've finished 5th what you? I mean. What do you remember about that? I mean, obviously, there was a young, yeah, yeah. own very little Eden hazard. Was
2: yeah. there? <laughs> yeah,
0: without without a doubt. So, so, so Harry called me in the, in my first season, pre season of Benfica, yeah. and he's like, you know, come, mm. out, you know, boom, Dixie struggling, mm. Dixie the, the greatest ever went, yeah. left back, you know, it's like mm. Mm. following Fergie to be honest with you. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't realise I was on to hide into nothing in a way, but I, I said, I said, Harry, I've I've just signed for Benfica. And he said, this is like July, August of my first yeah. season. I just tell him you, you know you're, you're not you're not happy you, you haven't settled. I mean, mate, yeah. I, I couldn't have settled more. <laughs> but I, I, I really would love to play under you. I'd love to play for West Ham, and if that's my move back, then then fine. But just at this moment in time, you know, yeah, I, I, I can't. So he, he called me again uh, a year or so later, and my agent did and said, look, Harry's coming. Dixie's really struggling with his knees now, and um, I didn't realise that West Ham that season had started really well, but was suddenly mm. sort of going down the table. And the day I signed, I think was the day. Um, the Hammers lost to Swansea in the cup Where mm. Swansea, I think, were in like League 2 yeah, fourth division Yeah, yeah, then. yeah, yeah So my first game was Sheffield Wednesday at home I remember it We lost 4-0 I know My second home game Now, I, 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 I literally thought in the build-up to the Arsenal game I had the best, almost the best week, training week of yeah. my life yeah. I was like pinging balls in yeah. I was thinking, wow, I can't wait for this Even though Arsenal are yeah. unbelievable we got battered 4-0. Yeah. I put a couple of crosses behind there and I think one back pass as well that sort of went and I got absolutely pelted <laughs> by the by the by uh, West Ham. And I'm like thinking fuck I've, I come from Benfica where things couldn't have gone any better. I'm now at West Ham and I'm getting battered. And mm. the problem is sometimes first impressions last and I'm not just saying that mm. about the, the West Ham fans. Uh, I did change around a lot of the West Ham fans I think um thoughts about me, but there were some that I didn't. Yeah. yeah. And uh you know, so Harry took me out. I, I sort of said to Harry, Harry, look, I've just come from Benfica. I just wanted to know that if you want to take me out, fine. But in terms of the mental side, I'm fine. I want to play, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, he was very clever because when he brought me back was against Chelsea at Stam- Stamford Bridge, my old team. Yeah. We won one nil, And from then on, you know, that season couldn't have gone better, really. Yeah. And um, we ended up finishing fifth. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it was incredible. I don't know if you remember this now. Go on. The last game of the season, we beat Borough 4-0. So we beat Borough 4-0. Great win. To finish yeah. fifth. We come in. Lomi Stagdo is the next day. Um, I was too young. I was, <laughs> you may have been. I was too... I didn't go you would to Stagdou. No. You, no this, is, this is why I think you didn't go. I was England or something, wouldn't I? No. no well, you may have ratings? been. I, you may have been. I go don't on. know. Well, but, so we've come in. Lomi's organised. He's the captain. He's organised at Stagdo. Um, and uh, and by the way, it was like a nine o'clock flight. So Razor's like, we've got to get yeah. there six o'clock. There's a beer waiting for you at Gatwick <laughs> Airport, you know, and, and, and there was. But Har- Harry has said that the club had organised some game against, I don't know, Ebb's Fleets or something on the Tuesday. Yeah. And we're like, we spent 45 minutes arguing with Harry when we just finished fifth, <laughs> beating Borough 4-0, that we didn't want to play in this game because we wanted yeah. to go to L- Lomi Stagdo in, in Marbella. Yeah. So in the end, we, we sort of uh, negotiated that the younger lads would play in this game. Rio, Frank. I don't know whether you did. I I'm think sure I played in it. Yeah. I
2: did. I did. Whereas now.
0: the senior boy, the older boys, yeah. went off, and um, that's yeah. where I actually ended up meeting my missus. I my remember. Missus. Yeah. I remember because
2: yeah. there was a lot of jokes going around about Scotty being part of a Colombian drug smuggling <laughs> ring because he met a <laughs> Colombian girl in Marbella.
0: <laughs> if you need a kilo or two, <laughs> <let's> give it <laughs> a shout. <laughs> no, so yeah, I met no, her literally, little. literally one day, and that was that was twenty one years ago. Yeah, I, I, re- I remember
2: clearly. I think Scott is right. I think it was the Ebbsfleet game because I was got, like, just come out, I was, I was 16, 17 and yeah. I've just come out of school and I'm playing with like, Ian Wright was in our team and, mm. and all the boys and I was like, this is just amazing. I thought, now I'll get to go on a stag do. I'd only just been, just been going down the local boozer in Kentish Town which I used to go to <laughs> have like five beers. and I'm, now I'm out with Razor Rudder. Now I'm in the Premier League. <laughs> Talk about high level boozers? Yes. Yeah, you're
0: in the, you're in the yeah. Champions yeah. League Man, we to, with uh, Razor.
2: We went to a night out once and he he took me out for an afternoon session and I must i ended up I was out for about 4 hours and then I just got dropped on my mum's mum and dad's front um door by a razor just <laughs> at the game like you know like one of them yeah, yeah, lasted yeah. 3 hours into an all day session what <laughs> no, Did
1: I'm, you have an inkling as an older pro there just how good these boys were going to be
2: No I, I I I
0: even from from Benfica, uh, so I signed sort of halfway through the season, January. Yeah, yeah. You, you knew about Joey Cole even then, yeah. You know, there's this kid now. And now, one thing I, I think Joe was amazing at, and, but there's also another thing I want to say about him as well was the pressure. I don't know whether you felt it or not. but sometimes when yeah. you're a young lad, you don't, you just go out and play. But the pressure for some, for example, you and Mickey Carrick, yeah. You know, same age group in terms of the youth yeah. team. He went on, unbelievable career. You went on, unbelievable career. But he didn't have the hype building mm. up to it that you did. Yeah, You are almost like the saviour of English football yeah. before you'd even play a first-team yeah. game. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it, like, talking about it, honestly. Um, So, f- 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 15, I remember there was a News of the World article about me on the front page. I'm at school, and it was saying that it was like, I was on five grand a week. I wasn't. I was still on pocket money. I, and, yeah. and I was earning more than the Prime Minister. It was all like a derogatory yeah. thing, like, to football, but to me. But I'm on the front page of the news the world. Well. And it's for people, younger people now, like, that was it. If, there was no internet. So, like, I, w- I remember walking into school on a Monday and my life changed from there because from then on, not just in the football world were rumours, but everyone was looking at me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, how I am... I sort of thought, right, I'm going to either. It did affect me in a sense that like I didn't like it, but I sort of pushed back on it. So the teachers made a smart comment about it. I'll give, I bantered them back. And yeah. I just fronted it. So looking back on it now, I, I didn't know at the time, but there was a lot of pressure on me because I was going on to the pitch with expectations at 17, 18. So usually a 17 year old playing in the Premier League ish, the fans would be like, that's brilliant. He's a young lad. And he's, as long as you hold your own, everyone's happy. My thing was, if I wasn't dominating the game at 17 or 18, then people were sort of like, oh, is he that good? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't get that time to adjust. So I had all the negative, but I had all the negativity sometimes and then I'd come back and then I'd start playing really well and then you build it up again, then there'd be another knockback. So you get judged by a different thing. But to answer your question, Scott, I don't think at the time I didn't know. It was just my journey. But yeah. looking back on it now, should have been more protected. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But but, but that's not a slight on Harry or anyone. No. I don't think people understood the media and all that now. And it just sort of it had a life of its own.
1: I think as well, speaking like as a fan, I think, you know, we'd been, you know, I think, you know, and looking at the team now and I think looking at the side, you see, but, you know, I think it had been so long there. You know, you'd sort of, obviously, you'd had your McAvenis and your Cotties, your Dixies, you know, but... For us, I think, as fans, to have what everyone was calling, and it was, it was, it wasn't just like West Ham fans going, "Oh, we've got this kid in the youth ranks." Yeah. Like you, you might, I mean, when Declan came through, yeah, I remember saying, "Oh, Declan's amazing," you know. Yeah, but you know, you, you wouldn't go to United. No, United fans or Chelsea fans were coming up going, "Yeah, you know, Chelsea, sorry, Chelsea might," have, but with you, it did feel like yeah. the whole of everyone knew about this kid. I mean, yeah. Alex Ferguson was talking about you. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, yeah. when you were a youth player, when you were still at school. So I suppose that. Yeah, but but as a fan, I think. And I think I speak candidly for most fans. I think I don't think we ever I I certainly never sort of watched it. I think, yeah, there was always that thing of the promise that you showed. And I think actually the truth of it was, unlike some players that, you know, want to be you know harsh enough to name them, but there was these glimpses from the moment you stepped Mm. on a pitch. It wasn't it was I remember your debut, I remember looking at you there going oh he is that good yeah. and I think that's the thing and you always felt that good and I think yeah. that's the thing that so I don't think we were ever disappointed I don't think we were ever yeah, I, no, I no, can no. imagine yeah, that yeah. was a bit up for the media I but think. I think and yeah. it's the same with Scott I think there's some fans there's always going to be fans you're going to get on your back but yeah. I think I think for you I think there was always yeah I, I still look at it now and I think that it was some of the happiest stuff, both of you playing. And that yeah. team, I think Rio and for... West Ham
2: fans connected with that team. That four years I was there because
1: the, of the way we played. And it's probably taken to now in a sense. But I think, you know, if I was to ask my favourite time, that would be it. I think, you know, mm. you, Michael Carrick, Rio, mm. Frank, mm. Jermaine was... From through, Borg, yourself, yeah. and You had these older guys who felt like they were still sort of... They felt like the, the, the guys that you... As a kid, watched football, mm. and they still felt like you know these sort of like you know yourself, Razor Rudder you know these junior dicks, these guys who felt like these rugged sort of met, you know, met. I was a kid myself.
0: No, but, I mean it's interesting though that the perception of what the fans felt mm. is not always what that person feels themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, because you're, you you put yourself under pressure all the time. Yeah. and you know we always knew you you'd, you'd be the world class talent that you that you were, but you know it's interesting whether you felt it or not, and I, un- I understand it completely that you didn't. <clears throat> but when you got someone like Kenyo you let him run the game
2: yeah 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 he can
0: run the game yeah. and then you just yeah. you know get into it and and that's what you did yeah. one other thing I would just want to say about you as well is for all your talent and all your skill what I want to talk about or always talk about with Joe is that he was willing to do the other side yeah he was willing to put his foot in he was willing to tackle and track back and he was a nightmare to play against in training as well. Yeah. Not just when he was yeah. with the ball, but when he was out the ball, yeah. because he was like a holding midfielder without the ball, and he was like a number ten with the ball. Yeah. So, and that's why you you were given I, the captaincy yeah. at such a young age.
2: I appreciate that because you know, I because I, I, I had to do that because whenever I, going back to the pressure, I think, whenever, people always wanted to talk about what I couldn't do yeah. rather than what I could do. Whereas now, you say, for instance, you get someone like. Uh, James Madison like, yeah. who I think's a great player do you know what I mean people now are talking about why oh, doesn't he receive the ball well and play off both feet and he can find a pass and all that but with me it was like he's not very good at heading or something yeah. like that you know he can't tackle so like in my, in my mind it was like right I'm going to make myself and, and and this was going back to the system so I thought right I've got to be the try and be the best tackler yeah, the best at heading I just tried to be the best at the whole thing when really like listen I had a great career I can't knock it you're yeah. but I think if you'd if you'd if you'd been coached within a system like they do now and gone right, you play in that number ten pocket. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Keep your body fresh, you know. And we're gonna we're gonna play a system to get the ball to you through the lines. You turn and then drive, and then you can dribble and drop your shoulder and try and do yeah. something. Rather than I was just everywhere on the pitch. Yeah, I, I remember. Had to do everything. Bah, 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 bah. And, and De Canio, senior player and a great player. I think it benefited De Canio because I'd drop. I'd play in midfield four, whether it be left center or right. And I'd go and get the ball, take the risk in a, an area, boom, get out of it, boom. and then all of a sudden, I'd, I'd play it to Paolo at his feet, and I'm thinking, well, I want to be in that position yeah. as well, but I'm here. And yeah, I yeah. didn't learn the game because there was no one there with a foresight like a Glenn yeah, yeah, who would have put us into a system to get the benefits of what I, the attributes I could do. But it was just a determination to ch- try and show everyone. I remember doing head heading set, sessions with Roger Cross for like, you wouldn't insane for an yeah. hour trying because I wanted uh, I wanted to be better at heading. Like, just well, it shows you what it takes to get to it, the, is, it is. But that, but that the
0: mentality you had made
1: you the player. you Yeah, were. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, talking about mentality and talking about trying to his his appetite to win. We're coming down to the crux of it now. Predictions wise, in Minto, this is where it's getting big, bro. Okay. Um, last week we actually both had a disaster. None of us picked for really? it to be Everton. We didn't get a draw. West Brom versus Wolves. Obviously, Liverpool United was called off. So this week, Oof. we've got this. So we're going to go first. I just want an answer. Team name or draw? West Ham, Everton. West Ham. West Ham, Everton. West Ham. West Ham for me. So it's three West Hams. Wow. West Ham are four to one to make the top four with Coral. Great bet. Great uh, bet. City versus Chelsea. I'm going to go City. Draw. I want to go Chelsea. Mixed it right up there. <laughs> West Danford. Uh, and then Leeds versus Spurs. I'm going Leeds. Spurs. I'm going to go Leeds. I fancy Leeds all week. I'm gonna How go. you fancy
2: Leeds?
0: I, I think Spurs are a great performance last week, but that was yeah. against, with all due respect, Sheffield United. Yeah. Were, dreadful, wouldn't they're they? are somewhere between the Sheffield United performance and the Man City Carabao yeah. Cup final. And yeah. I think Leeds, Bielsa. I've, I yeah. think
1: Leeds are going to come yeah. raving yeah. for a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty Minto. it's been an absolute joy chatting to you. Come again, sir. Come again. Thanks for the invite, mate. Enjoyed it. Good man. Cheers, Scotty. You have been listening, watching to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. I'm Tom Davis. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.